You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 43 with Amy Lupton. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode with my good friend, Amy Lupton. Amy was actually, and you'll hear us talk about this in the episode, but she was actually the assistant instructor um, when I did my nutritional therapy program. So I had Kathy Eason, if if there are any NTPs out there, she was the head instructor. And um, Amy was one of the assistant instructors along with Meredith. And she is just the type of person who is so warm and so giving the type of person who always has like stuff to give out and like just such positive energy. She really reminds me of mother nature and she has this beautiful home in Texas that I've been lucky enough to go to and spend time at and have her cooking. And it's just such a beautiful space. And she is somebody who really lives an authentic life. And you can see that by seeing how she lives and seeing the lifestyle that she has and and what she does. And I really wanted you guys to hear her perspectives all about skincare because she does have a skincare line called Life Fruit Botanicals. Uh, We talk all about skincare, about non-toxic stuff, how to get that stuff out of your house, but mostly I just really love her perspective. It's just so loving and compassionate and very balanced as well, because when we hear many people talking about like getting the non-toxic stuff out of your house, which can take time, especially because you know, from the get go, many of us just might have this stuff in our home and like, we don't want to throw it all away immediately, especially like, I know that's been the case for me and my makeup, like really expensive makeup that I don't necessarily want to throw away yet. So I think it's okay to just like make a transition as you feel ready to. Uh, but Amy really does give us a lot of awesome information in this episode about that. We also talk about living your authentic life and building community and having a tribe of women around you that just really get you. I didn't understand the power of that until probably more specifically now as I have become, I think, who I really am. Uh, Probably within the last several years, I've really been focused on you know, doing certain things and being interested in certain things and going out there and investing myself, investing in myself, and then subsequently making friends with the women that are there and, you know, women that have similar interests, women carving their own path. Um, so I really encourage you to do that and whatever you do, whatever you love and whatever you're interested in, there's people out there that are waiting for you to, you know, be friends with them because I know as adults, it's really hard to make friends and it's really hard to find like-minded people. But if you just like follow what it is that you like, whether that's getting a certification or, um, just joining some sort of hobby group or something, you can find those people and they're out there. Um, I want to read Amy's bio just so you know a little bit more about her. And she actually wrote it in the first person and I'm going to read it as such. So my love affair with all things natural began when my dad gave me his old camera when I entered high school. I would snap pictures of herbs and flowers, partly because they were easy subjects and the intricate beauty was amazing. I then married a botanist and permaculturist and dived into the natural world even more. When my daughter was born, my focus turned to food shortly after she was diagnosed with several food allergies at six months old. 
my family began to read food labels and understand that we were eating, that what we were eating wasn't natural. In fact, most things labeled quote unquote food in the grocery store wasn't really food at all. I found myself diving into research regarding holistic health, diving, I found myself diving into research regarding holistic health. I had found my soul's calling. I realized I needed to love my body into wellness, eat my way to vibrancy, and nourish my family to health. You deserve the same. Blessings on your journey back to vibrancy. So that's really her vibe. Like she's just so um, ethereal almost, and just someone who's so compassionate and sweet. And I know you'll get that from this episode. She is board certified in holistic nutrition. She's an NTP like I am, a nutritional therapy practitioner. She's a certified holistic health coach, a certified Reiki practitioner, a master herbalist. Um, She's into Bach flower remedies, clinical aromatherapy. Um, And I know she's somebody who just continues to learn. And be sure to check out, like I said, her skincare company, Life Root Botanicals. I will link all of their stuff in the show notes, but you can visit them at liferootbotanicals.com. She also has a woman's retreat happening in October in Austin called Rewild Women. You can go to rewild.com to find out about that. It's R-E-W-Y-L-D.com. Again, all of that is going to be in the show notes. Um, You'll have the opportunity to be with Amy in person and a bunch of other incredible women that I know um, that will be there as well. So be sure to reach out to her, be sure to check out her stuff, and I really hope you guys enjoy our conversation. So thank you so much for being on the show with me today, Amy. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's my pleasure. And you and I met, actually, you were one of the assistant instructors when I was going through my nutritional therapy program, which... It's been over two years now since we graduated, which can't I can't believe even believe it. That. I can't That's even so believe amazing. it. That's so amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you have just such a warm presence and a warm energy. That's something that I felt pretty much the moment that I met you. And then now getting to know you through the years, it's just like solidified. I'm like, I just always want to like be hugged by Amy. You know what I mean? Um, so I would <laughs> I love... I feel the same way about you too, oh, by you. the way. Thank you yeah. so much. Um. I would love if we could start by you telling us what you do now and kind of how you got started doing that. Yeah, sure. So I own a company called Life Root Botanicals. Um, I just have always been interested in kind of the herbal aspects of life. And I grew up loving all things natural. It kind of started actually back in high school when I took a photography class and I was really bad at photographing like people that were moving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it, it turned into me photographing plants and flowers and all that stuff. And so once I started doing that, it kind of turned in this love affair, like what is this plant and what does this do and how would this affect the body? And so I started studying herbalism and then I studied nutrition and found that those two kind of go together really well, and they can make a huge different difference in someone's life. And so I started that, and then my daughter was born, and she was born with quite a few food allergies, um, issues when she was a baby, and it kind of helped me to really discern what was going on in our lives and look at products that I had around me. So you know, the doctor would say, make sure that you're putting this on her skin and make sure her skin is moisturized all the time. And I would look at the ingredients and I'd be like, oh my gosh, what is this? And one day she was sitting there and she was only like about 18 months old. And she was, I just lathered her skin all over with lotion. And then I see her, you know, as all children, toddlers, babies do, they're putting their hands in their mouth. Mm. And I'm going, oh my gosh, look at what was in that lotion. And now she's sticking it in her mouth. And it kind of, it was like an epiphany. I was like, I don't want her putting that in her mouth. And I don't even think I would want that on my skin because your skin does absorb into the bloodstream somewhat. So that was when it all started. I was was speaking at kind of a mom's group and during that time. 
And I was talking about this story and I just, they were like, well, maybe you should make your own because they knew kind of what I did. And so that's what I did. I made my first product was called Mom Fixes Everything Balm. Mm. And it was just a, it was a skin salve to make sure it had a lot of herbal things, but it was okay for you to put in your mouth. It wasn't going to hurt a child or an adult or anything because basically I saw it like your skin is eating pretty much what you put on it. So you need to make sure that you're okay, like actually eating it. So a lot of my products are um, very safe to have in the mouth. Now, some of them you wouldn't want to put in your mouth, like some bug stuff, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but they're all safe to be on your skin and to be, um, uh, they're just not toxic. And so that's where it started. And then we started, I started adding more products and my husband kind of joined in on the game and he's a permaculturist. And so he would tell me how to, okay, this is what you need to put in here. And then we would work together on it. And now we've got, you know, a nice line of products and that are very, you know, non-toxic, safe, and actually really good and nutritious for your skin. That's awesome. And honestly, before I met you and before I got even started in the NTA, I think like, for those for those of us that are interested in nutrition, I think that like once you start changing one thing, then it's like a cascade mm-hmm. that starts changing a bunch of other things. Yeah. Um, and it can mm-hmm. be really overwhelming at first for a lot of people because like for to think sure. where I was even five years ago or six years ago with what I was eating. And I mean, I'm still not there yet. I still use like Clorox wipes and, you know, Windex yeah. sometimes, you know what I mean? But like, I just try to do the best that I can. And honestly, I'm not like probably as educated as I should be. And that's why, you know, I really wanted to talk to you about this. Um, What would you tell people, you know, to watch out for when it comes to, I mean, I don't even know if it would be different with, with skincare and home products, you know, we can separate them, but what is the biggest problem with them and what can we watch out for specifically? as we are navigating through the process. Yeah. And I think, I think a really important thing that I tell my clients and people that I might speak to about this right away is to give yourself grace. I mean, there is, it can be one of those things where all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, everything around me is toxic. And you can almost give yourself a complex in a way. And our bodies, yeah, our bodies are designed they're, they're really brilliantly wonderful, divinely designed to be able to ward off some toxins. So you, I mean, the air we breathe and everything. So you give yourself grace, first of all, like don't freak out and go, Mm -hmm. cause I've done that and I almost gave myself like, just, it's a complex and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't touch that. I can't do that. Well, you become like fearful almost of like going places like, Oh my God, what's this smell? I'm inhaling the fragrance, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I was there too. Now I've become a little more relaxed, like you're saying. Right. Yeah. And you know, I think me, when I was a mom, a young mom, I was just so worried about what they came into contact with. But then I was like, you know, I'm going to do the best I can here at my home and I'm not going to freak out, you know, like what happens all the time because I really did. I was kind of a nerve nervous wreck for a while, but then I, I prayed through it. I got through it and just kind of got to this place where I'm like, okay, I do the best I can and then everything else will be okay. And so, but there is, there is a lot of skincare products, especially that can be harmful to people. And I see a lot of clients with skin issues. And a lot of times it's the actual products they're using um, that are causing some of the skin issues they're having. There's chemicals in them that, you know, can be harmful, um, sulfates and parabens and a lot of fragrances are too strong for people. But, um, there's also cleaning products, you know, mm-hmm. that we are surrounded with and inhale, you know, things um, that can have kind of the same kind of chemicals. They really do kind of cross the whole barrier of, you know, skin products, cleaning products. They have a lot of the same things that do can harm the skin and harm our bodies and our immune systems. So there, there are some toxic ingredients. You know, a lot of times if you just look at the label and you're like, hmm, 
that's a lot of long words that I have yeah. no idea what that is. And it's a kind of that's a key indication that it might not be incredibly great for mm-hmm. you. Now, a lot of the herbal names and the flower, like you're required by the FDA to put like the sciency name of whatever it is on there. So, you know, like lavender is lavendula and you're you're like, well, that's kind of a, I don't really, some people might not know what that is, but you're required to put all those names. So sometimes it can seem a little funny what the name is, but when you can see like a bunch of numbers in it, or if you see like parabens, phylates, you know, triclosan, sulfate, those kind of things. And you're like, okay, that doesn't really sound like it should be on my skin. So yeah, well, it's kind of like food, I guess, when you're looking at ingredients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, if there's a list, like an inch or two long on the bottle, you're like, okay, this probably, and there is some good stuff. I mean, you can find a lot of natural products. And of course, regular grocery stores now. I mean, they've really come a long way from even just five years ago. They're a lot of the main brands, the major popular brands of skincare and cleaners have taken out a lot of the, you know, kind of harmful, more what we would call the carcinogenic or the cancer causing uh, chemicals. They've taken them out. So mm. it's just in the past five years, it's come a long way. And so I'm really kind of hopeful that they'll continue to do that. But it is just, you know, in general, you just kind of want to avoid like the parabens, especially. Um, And the there's a lot of formaldehyde in Mm. skincare products, which is really interesting. It's like, why the heck is that in there? Well, isn't that what they use to like, uh, preserve preserve a body after yeah. it's dead yeah, yeah. so yeah. straight up that's just weird that it would be yeah <laughs> in... they must think it's going to preserve you I yeah know. yeah well yeah <laughs> but it is um so those kind of things you just want to look and there's a great um it's called ewg mm-hmm. environmental working group and i'm sure a lot of people have heard of that or um, if they listen to your podcast on nutrition and stuff, it they have a great site and they have a whole area that's just like skincare and chemical, you know, like anything in the cleaners and skincare, anything in our environment. They have a section that talks about, is this good rate from one to four? Is this a kind of a better product to use or a mm. not so great product to use? And so you can go in and just type whatever product you have right there and then they'll tell you exactly okay this chemical might be a little harmful if it's a young child or if you have lung problems this might be like a you know a product that you shouldn't use and so I tell my clients to kind of go in and actually just go into that site ewg.org and just type in whatever product they're kind of curious about if you maybe still want to use it but you're just not sure kind of what the toxic footprint of it is and then it'll give you a really detailed uh, explanation oh that's awesome and I think I downloaded an app Um, yeah I forgot the name of the app but it was something that I um, that you could like scan the -hmm. product and then it would give a rating Yes. And it's called Skin Deep. Yes. And they have, and I think it's just in the app store, you can find yeah, it. It's free. But, mm-hmm, it, and you can definitely go to the website too and download it and get all the information. And it basically, you can scan all of those things and the cleaners and all of that. And it's very easy to use and you can use it right there in the store Yeah, and just be like, okay, is this shampoo something that I should use or not? And then over time, you'll kind of get to know like, what, what isn't, you know, maybe the best for your family or and what works better. Yeah. And so what are some of like the most common um, issues that you see with using, you know, some of these toxins over time? Yeah, so the parabens can build up, you know, they build up in the system, there's still some kind of debate on what it actually is doing but we do they do think that it is lowering the immune system response so it's kind of a burden on the immune system and it burdens the kidneys because that's where the that's the kidneys are where it's kind of going out of so it can burden that the 
let's see, the formaldehyde, of course, is something we just don't really want around. And it's bad for the system. Um, the phylates and the triclosan, which you've probably heard of triclosan, it um, is in a lot of the hand sanitizers, like yes, the non-alcohol hand sanitizers and the um, and the soaps, like the antibacterial soaps, mm. have triclosan in them. And one really important thing is that our skin has bacteria that lives on it. It's like we have our own skin biome, and so when you're constantly using these products that are just killing off all the bacteria on the skin, which sometimes, you know, like if you're handling a raw chicken or whatever, some people feel it's warranted to use, you know, like an antibacterial soap, which I will tell them even then, you know, just regular soap and water usually gets everything off that you need. But when you're constantly killing off the bacteria and the skin biome, it can cause a lot of problems because that is like an oily layer that's over your entire body that's protecting it from germs that are coming in from um, infection. And so it's really good to have that. And when you're constantly washing it off, scraping it off, scrubbing it off, then you just, you invite all sorts of skin problems. So I get a lot of that, that their clients come in and they're using like an antibacterial face wash. Mm. And when we stop using that and actually add probiotics on the skin or the face, then we see a really big improvement because they're just they're just constantly rinsing everything off when it was designed to have that protective layer. Yeah, and and you even see those antibacterials like every supermarket has them. Um, mm-hmm. Like right when you walk in, uh, you see them at Target. Like I even have been in groups of people. It's like who wants that? the antibacterial spray or the you know the Purell mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. You know, and I'm, I totally get it. I used to be one of those moms that was kind of a germaphobe in times where Uh I was like, okay, we need to wash hands. We need to do this, you know. But uh, the just constantly using those antibacterial soaps and the hand sanitizers all the time, it can actually cause a weird, like almost what they're seeing now, the antibiotic resistance, where the Mm. bacteria is going, is like morphing and changing, and it's able to resist the hand sanitizer. So it's just something to keep in mind if you're constantly doing, I mean, there's antibacterial shampoo, there's antibacterial face wash, there's antibacterial body wash, and then hand wash, and lots of antibacterial sprays for your feet, And I understand, like, the intention of it because Mm -hmm. they're just trying to maybe get something under wraps. But to use them all the time can be kind of detrimental to the skin because it it does just cause a disruption in the biome. Yes. Well, it's kind of Mm -hmm. similar, too, to, like, you know, I hear a lot of, like, young moms maybe might try to keep their kids away from public places because they don't want to get them sick. And then the kids end up getting much sicker later. Mm-hmm. As yeah. opposed to like being exposed a little bit from yeah, the beginning. It, and it's a hard road because I I definitely agree with that. But then in certain times, I'm like, you know, maybe we shouldn't go to the playground because yes. everyone is snotty and yes. coffee <laughs> and phlegmy. Yes. But, you know, you kind of just have to be like, okay, I take care of my temple and then whatever comes about because you know you're around sick people all the time even if you don't really notice it just walking into the grocery store yeah or just being you know especially like at airports and things like that so Mm -hmm. we're all sharing air you're all getting germs in and out so the best way to do it is to protect yourself as you know Ashley about just making sure that you're eating well and sleeping And getting sun and but also protecting the skin biome because a lot of things that we touch, you know, they that is how if the skin's really broken down from constantly using the antibacterial things and constantly, you know, scrub, 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 then it will take some extra bacteria in and it won't be as resistant. Exactly. And I really love your perspective. Like you have such a gentle perspective, like, you know where you're like, you know, it doesn't have to be that overwhelming, like you can do it step by step. So if people 
are interested in making that transition because I remember using that app one day, maybe a year ago, um, and I was in Target and I was like, let me just check the stuff. And I started checking everything that I use and it was all like a nine or a 10. And I was like, <laughs> literally, I cannot buy anything in this store. And slowly yeah. I've become aware. Um, and like I said, my transition has been slow, but if people are hearing this and, you know, I do suggest transitioning for people slowly, uh, where can they begin to do this? Yeah, I know that's, that's a great question. And it, I get that question a lot because people are just overwhelmed. They're just like, Oh my gosh, I just found out this or my child has this or, I mean, I would say try to start with one thing first, just switch like, you know, your hair care or your, you know, your children's body wash because Mm -hmm. that does, you know, that's a large part of the body. Okay. Pick one thing and um, just try to find the most natural, organic, you know, you don't have to go like spending a hundred dollars on something, just find a product and switch and then just slowly go from there. Um, I do suggest people switch their laundry detergent because, Mm. That is something that your clothes are in contact with you all day. You know, you've got them on all day and your sheets when you're sleeping at night. Um, so you're, you're getting that, you're in contact with that all the time. So a lot of people will ask, what is the one thing to switch first? And I was like, well, first switch your laundry detergent and then go with like your hair or your body stuff. And just those like few things right there, that can make a big difference for somebody I've had um, a small boy that was a client, and he was just having really strange, you know, rashes. It was almost like an eczema, but it wasn't. You know, rashes are really weird. You know, everybody it's like, what is that? And they switched the laundry detergent, and it went away because some of these laundry detergents have, like, the artificial colors, mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of them are bright blue or... And heavily fragranced too. Heavily fragranced. And so we switched for to like a non-scented, you know, very natural laundry detergent. And there's several out there. And even at your grocery stores, you'll find, and you can just tell by, it'll say, you know, no chemicals, no parabens, no sulfates. And you'll be able to find the brand for sure that's right for you, depending on where you're at in the country. But you just switch that to kind of like a non-scented or a kind of a low scented. A lot of them have like a lavender scent or something. Mm-hmm. And then within just like a few days when she washed the mother, washed everything. And then it was just a lot better. So, wow. Is mm-hmm. there an online like retailer that you would suggest or a specific brand? Uh, or would you just tell people to just look in their grocery stores and see kind of what's available? Yeah, I I really like Ecos. Ecos is one brand oh, I've seen that's really that. okay. Yeah, it's yeah, a we good bought brand. That one time. Um, and there's so many little like I actually buy a local brand here in Austin, but there's so many places around and people that are really trying to make a change. And you just look. Sometimes you have to go to like a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's or whatever natural sprouts store mm-hmm. that you have in your area to find something, but. Um, I know seventh generation is Mm. pretty much everywhere. It's not like the cleanest, but it's a pretty good place. It's accessible. And and you'll find that, I think at Target they have that, um, and at all the kind of major grocery stores. Mm -hmm. And that's a good place to start. If you're using like a big major brand and then kind of want to switch, you know, to a lesser, more natural brand, seventh generation is a really good one. But there's so many wonderful companies. And of course, I'm like blanking out on a lot of them. But yeah, you can just even if you just do like a a quick search on your Internet, just on your Google or whatever, just saying natural brands and Amazon carries a ton of it, too, where you can actually just get, you know, like subscribe and save delivered Mm. right to your house if you're into that thing. Yeah. So, yeah, Uh, I saw the Ecos brand. Actually, I think I bought it at Costco. Mm-hmm. So that's oh, awesome. That's yeah, that it's there. Uh, yeah. And because we have and I think even now we are at Target and um, I think even Tide now offers a natural one too mm. that I got last time 
which really great. has been great. And it's not colored. It's just like a clear um, detergent, which is awesome. Yeah, it's it's very amazing what's happened in the last few years, but yes. uh, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's great too because like I think a lot of the overwhelm that happens for people is the differences in the price, just mm-hmm. like food. Uh, you know, you have cheap processed food that's super cheap, um, like in price, and then you have like, you know, whole natural foods which take longer to prepare and can be more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's awesome that both are kind of going through a transition where it's becoming more accessible to people. And it's yeah, not as it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I told that mom, I said that I was just speaking about that boy because she we did mention that, you know, that it was about three or four dollars more for mm-hmm. laundry detergent. But I was like, well, you're actually going to save money on the doctor bill. So, that's, yeah, exactly. you know, it's an, and investment. So it's an investment in your health. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people find that they're, you know, when they change all their lifestyle and their habits, when they're, not, you know, eating better food, kind of, you know, taking care, better care of their body and their environment, they don't have to go to the doctor as much. So it's kind of like a health insurance in a way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of skincare, I know that, you know, you have your line and I've even used some of your products too, and they're awesome and they smell great. Um, what would, in terms of diet, is there anything that you would recommend specifically to eat or avoid for skin health? Because I hear a lot of people that have uh, acne and even people that have like hormonal acne around their cycle. Um, if they could, I would love to talk about like the skincare routine that you'd recommend in a second, but if people wanted to focus on anything they're eating or they're drinking to help with that, I'm wondering if you have any advice. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really is just like we learned, Ashley, it's very bio-individual, but there are some things that do kind of go across the board for most people. But I will see clients and they just have certain, you know, kind of sensitivities that are bothering them. Gluten is a big one for Mm -hmm. a lot of people when they come in. um, Just if they are intolerant of gluten, they will, I will see that, you know, on their face. And dairy can be another one, especially for teenagers. For some reason, teenagers and dairy, it is like, they will come in and they're acne riddled and they're so distraught and so self, you know, they yeah. have just a lot of self-conscious issues it's about. It's so hard. And it's so hard being a teen anyway. It is. And having yeah. that. Yes. And so a lot of times we cut dairy out of any teen's diet because it usually helps about 90% of the time. It will make a big difference in the teenager. And um, so gluten and dairy, of course, you probably talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of times citrus fruits can be agitating for some people with skin issues. So if you're not seeing a resolve and you're just kind of at your wits end, a lot of times we cut out citrus and that will help. And I'm not really sure why, Mm -hmm. um, but I think it just has to do with like the purging properties of, of of citrus and how it's so cleansing lemons and limes and Oranges can be very cleansing for people. And that is the skin is a detox pathway. So it it will detox out through the skin. Um, so that can be something that's problematic. But a lot of a lot of people that just will make sure to eat their fruits and veggies, because we're we're not as a you know, Americans, we just don't eat enough of mm-hmm. that. And so if I have someone come in and they're just miserable and their skin is just all rashy and broken out, if we can really switch them to a really clean diet where, and you don't have to be perfect all the time. I am one of those people that, you know, I just don't think that that's, you don't have to be a hundred percent all the time, but you do need to try to just make really good choices, you know, sit in the moment and say, okay, Right now, is this donut or this quesadilla going to be good for my body? Or can I just eat something, you know, like a little bit less, like this soup? And Exactly. You know, so you, it's all about making choices in the yes. moment. But um, it's definitely, definitely I see that with, uh, with some of those dietary things. But just finding their actual <clears throat> food sensitivities mm-hmm. can be really helpful. 
I, I have um, rosacea. I've had it since I was a teenager and things that bother me. And especially I talk to a lot of people that have rosacea is, you know, like alcohol, alcohol yes. can really flush the face, like red wine. Yes. Um, and some, so people that drink regularly or heavily will talk to them about, okay, well, let's, let's try to, you know, just cut down on the days, which is better for your body in general, but it also can help, you know, with some of the skin and acne issues as well. So yeah, and those are amazing recommendations. And I wish that I would have known this like back when I was a teen, because I had horrible acne. I was one of those people who like I got my period when I was 10. Mm -hmm. I already had acne, like crazy acne when I was like 12, 13, 14, to the point where I would like be at the dermatologist's office, like getting medications. I was on Accutane, all of these like creams and stuff, but I was eating everything. You know, like I was eating tons of dairy, tons of gluten. And I just wish I would have known back then that that was an option. Um, I probably wouldn't even I wouldn't have been happy about it. But I want people to know that with just a simple shift like that, you can really see a remarkable difference. And sometimes I think that like if you're having skin issues, that's one of like the indicators that I give people when it comes to listening to your body. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the skin. I mean, the, in Chinese medicine, they believe that the skin is the indicator of the body. So I actually posted just a couple of days ago on my Instagram account. It's a face map. So in Chinese medicine, they have like a map of the face. And depending on where you break out on your face oh, I is, saw that. is according to what organ is maybe a little bit inflamed or needs attention. And it has been a time, you know, a test of time and a lot of people will come in and I'm like, well, let's just have a look at this. And a lot of people have it in that digestive tract, which is kind of along the jawline and right mm-hmm. there. And, and they will just be like, Oh, so my stomach is kind of my gut maybe be inflamed. And I'm like, yeah, that means we got to work on your diet a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but some people I will say it is totally stress related and I oh, don't yes. want to like, I don't want to miss that fact because I will have people that are in TPs like we are or, you know, very into the health realm and they come in and they're just riddled with a rash or acne or something. And it, it has to do with stress Yeah, and they, they need to, they need to calm their lifestyle. They need to just center and ground where they are and maybe let go of things. They need to connect spiritually. They need to just kind of get back to their true nature and who they are. And when they do that, a lot of times their skin stuff will go away. So stress can be a really big one as well for a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you so much for mentioning that. That's something that I overlook at times because it seems Mm -hmm. so simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like eliminate some stress, but it really, that's just a testament to how much, like how much havoc it can wreak on the body. Oh, um, it can. And we all have stress and we yes. have, you know, even there's good stress. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been having some good stress lately, but my body is seeing it when you go on a trip, you know, a lot of people yes. are like, Oh, I've been traveling, but then they, they come back and they have, you know, some skin issues or some gut issues. And it's, you know, stress is stress is stress is stress. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. But learning to kind of control it by having, you know, some really grounding time, you know, making sure you're exercising, eating well, you know, drinking enough water, all the things that mm-hmm. we know that we're supposed to do. But reducing stress in general is a good thing. Yeah, for everybody. But I, I do agree that some stress in your life is good. That kind of like keeps yeah. me going in a sense, you know what I mean? Does, to a manageable yeah. level. And if your life is full, it's normal to have yeah. that. But I think sometimes we can make it worse. At least I know for me, I can make it way worse for myself by like overthinking and kind of getting out of that connection that I have sometimes. Um, and I'm sure that's something that we all go through. Yes, times, you, know, you know, balance is yes. one of the hardest. <laughs> oh my things. God, tell me about it. It's so yeah. hard. Yes. Yeah. Change is the only constant. You yeah. Know? So you, you constantly have to be you know, moving and doing the dance back and forth, but mm-hmm. also knowing when your body needs a break, when you need kind of a shift in perspective or mindset, that's really important too. And it does come through on your skin and in your body. So. 
If you were to recommend, we hear a lot now about like skincare routines and Mm -hmm. there's so many products out there and things to buy and people are saying that you need like just like hundreds of dollars worth of a routine. So what would you recommend? Because I, like I said, I really just love your perspective um, and it's so natural and I love that you studied herbalism as well. So what would you recommend for somebody that's maybe seeing problems in their skin or somebody who just wants their skin to feel better, to look better? Um, what would What's that routine that you would take them through? Yeah, um, that's a good question. And once again, it is individual. There's a lot of people that uh, have different things that they need. But for the most part, simple is the best thing. Yes. And if you look at a child's skin, a lot of times, and of course, they're you know, the skin ages, no matter what, you're not going to escape it. But you look and see like a child really doesn't normally do all this stuff to their face. They don't like some women have like about 40 products in their bathroom. Yes. And they're, it's about, you know, $4,000 worth of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of these creams, they can, you know, like one person said, do I mean, is this cream going to make me look more youthful? And I'm like, yeah, it probably it could really help you. But what else is going on? You know, that you're exactly why are you needing that cream, first of all, and if you stop using it, it will probably, you know, stop working because some of those things have temporary kind of like fillers and plumpers. So they might reduce fine lines and wrinkles for the time, just while you're using it. And then once you start, you stop using it, then it kind of like it disappears. So that $150 you're spending a month on that cream is probably, you know, and if that's what you want to do and that's your choice, then that's fine. But I usually say simple is the best. And so a lot of the things that I have and carry are just very simple things that just come from the earth and are natural and uh, will kind of fight your skin the least because what we talked about with the triclosan and the antibacterial soaps, when you're washing off all that layer of good, you know, defense there, then you're constantly having to replace it or repair it because the body just wants to take care of itself and it's constantly trying to do that. But when you're stripping and you know, manipulating and constantly doing all these things to it, it's having to go, okay, one step here, go this way, go this way, go this mm. way, because it's trying to fix it. So we kind of get to some clients, I have them just wash their face with like honey and water. Oh, wow. And we see a good, sometimes we see a really great uh, result from that. So just simple, clean, and, you know, skincare is usually the best. And I, I do recommend that people, especially women that wear makeup, a lot of women, you know, they go out in the day, they've got on, you know, the makeup with the sunscreen, and that's all good. But it can, you know, do some damage to the face if you don't really get everything off at night. So I recommend, you know, especially women wash their face in the evening, and maybe exfoliate once a week, whereas a lot of women will scrub, 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 you know, a few times a week. And that can be very um, irritating to the face. And uh, so I definitely recommend that. And I do recommend that women put on some sort of a moisturizer mm-hmm. and men too at night, just because at night, um, if you've got like a fan on in the room or the air conditioning on, it does tend to dry out the skin. So just keeping some sort of moisturizer or something at night will really help, you know, especially women are always asking about aging and that does help with that because when your skin is moisturized, it really won't um, develop wrinkles as much. So, okay. Yeah. Would you recommend oils on the skin? Like I know a lot of people put coconut oil all over their body as well. Well, if that works for them now, some, some people, it doesn't, go right away but you actually need oil to to have you know a balanced skin because the skin biome is is an oil base so you need oil on the skin and a lot of people with acne will freak out when I tell them this I'm like okay you actually need oil on your face because your skin produces more oil so if you have really oily skin you actually need oil on your skin and they're like what but it's just the once again the 
the face is trying to fix itself. It's trying to balance it out. So it's producing more oil because you're not giving it to them, especially if you're constantly, you know, using the alcohol wipes or which absolutely makes me cringe, but Mm -hmm. the, you know, something to get all that off. So I do say if it works for you, because I have a lot of clients that oil cleanse and it works wonderful for them. And some people need a little bit less of that, like more of a kind of a clay and water and oil type thing, not as much oil. And um, so it just kind of depends. But I would say try it. If if you haven't tried it, give it a shot because some people really think it's the best thing ever. So. Yes. And especially kind of shifting gears a little bit. I'm curious about what you think about this. So, you know, I live in Miami, mm-hmm. uh, the land of like, you know, everybody trying to look their best all the time and stay there, you know, not age. A lot of people are getting Botox. Um, oh, yeah. And at young ages. So I'm just curious about like what you think about that. And um, yeah, basically, basically like your thoughts on on Botox and fillers and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've actually had a client that was using Botox for migraines. They were inserting the Botox up in the forehead to cure migraines. And so, you know, it's, it's not it's like a cycle. So you have this belief about yourself that you need to be younger or look younger. And that's the only way you're going to feel good about who you are. And, you know, some women, I can't really argue with them. If that's really what makes them happy, then, yeah, you know, it kind of goes back to this whole like mindset thing. But then when people can really accept where they're at at the moment and really take care of their bodies the best they can, I mean, we're going to age. There's really no there's no really way to get around it. You can slow it down, mm-hmm. but it, your, your face is going to age. And so I work with people actually a lot on an emotional level because people want to get a lot of plastic surgery. And if that's what they want to do to themselves, I don't in any way say I do show them the risk of Botox and the fillers because there are risks with it. Um, it can cause nerve damage. It can, you know, alter the face in a way that maybe you weren't wanting it to be. There is a certain amount of chemicals that are going into the system, but you know, if that's what they choose and they, they feel better about their life doing that, then, um, then I say, okay, but I let's work on an emotional level and see why you're at this point where you think there's no other way that you'll feel good about yourself unless you do this or this or this. So Yeah. And I love that. And you know that I'm all about the mindset and Mm -hmm. the emotions. Uh, It's just to me, the master in terms of our choices and and what we do. If people and you and I have had our own personal conversations about this, um, how our own lives have been affected by food and our emotional relationship with food. And I hear from a lot of women, even my own clients, I mean, mostly my own clients that might not realize how much their mindset uh, can and subsequently their lives can improve by making a few shifts. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know that that's something that you've explored too. So what would you tell somebody that's trying to improve um, their mindset in regards to themselves and their authenticity and their emotions? Yeah, it's, it's a really hard one because for me, it took I mean, we're all still going through it, right? Every day we, we choose to either love and or hate or talk, you know, dislike to our bodies or ourselves. And it's just about kind of waking up and being aware. So a lot of times I don't, I do this practice and it's kind of just being in a situation without being judgmental about anything that's happening and try to figure out like where the negative talk or the you know, negative emotions are coming from. And a lot of times it's coming from my fear. It's coming from an external source that has affected me. And just kind of connecting in a non-judgmental way with myself and saying, okay, where is this coming from? And how is this, how am I reacting to it? Then I can kind of stand back and really make a good decision based on that and can see, okay, well, maybe that really wasn't you know, that's supposed to be that way. And why am I so angry about that? And then it's just, I guess, being aware in the moment of what you need to do and 
how you need to react in a certain situation because most women aren't aware. They're just reacting all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and it's hard too because it's we're so inund- we're inundated all the time with you need to be beautiful, you need to be have a perfect body according to what you know the magazines think mm-hmm. and the media thinks, um, and you need to be graceful and superwoman and a super mom and have five businesses and do like all of this stuff all the time. And then you can't really sleep because you've got all the laundry and the cleaning and the, you know, so women are really in a tough spot, you know, right now because they think they need to be superwoman and they really try and then, you know, it falls and then they just get hard on themselves and they'll talk down to themselves and, and then it becomes this negative cycle. Well, the only thing I can do right now to make myself feel better is to do this or this, or I'm going to buy this expensive cream or I'm going to go get Botox or I'm going to go, you know, so it is, it is a cycle and I see it a lot, but I just try to talk to women and just kind of bring them back down to where is all this stuff coming from? And are you aware that this is happening? Yeah. And, and I think too, it's important to note that like you never really arrive You know what I mean? Like you never really get there. That's what I, I honestly thought that, that I would just get to a place one day where I wouldn't have negative thoughts or my self-talk would be like a hundred percent positive all the time. And that made me feel way worse because I'm like, this is not happening and it's probably never going to happen. So I think it's about like really accepting that we might not ever get to a place where everything is perfect and knowing that like we can really manage. And like you said, have the awareness surrounding these things and to me it really just comes down to like what is the kindest choice that I can make for myself right now Mm -hmm. and you know the kindest like you really have to think about it too because sometimes people are the women think okay the best thing I need to do right now is to go run for five miles when actually if you really sit and think it's like no I think I need to take a nap and and so women have to take the perception of what everyone else is thinking about them and this, how society sees them and what society thinks they need to be doing and then just kind of try to hone in on themselves. And, you know, I, I totally agree with you on that. If I do this, then this. If I yes. get this, then this will happen. Mm-hmm. If, you know, things are going to be perfect later if I can just yes. get through this and it really is all about the journey and the way that you go through it in each day because that's what matters. You don't want to get the end of your life and then all of a sudden be like, all I was doing was just like thinking about the next moment. The next moment. I was Mm -hmm. never actually present. And I do tell my clients a lot to, if they feel overwhelmed, just simple breathing Mm -hmm. can always kind of get you back to center and just, just kind of being aware, okay, really what's happening right now and what should I do next? So exactly. And I love those solutions. And those are the ones that I recommend too. And people are like, that's it. Like, I don't need to read this book. I don't need to take a course. I'm like, it's all available to you right now at any moment. And it's hard for people to think that it can be so simple. I mean, it's not as simple as it sounds, because when you're in the midst of that, it's hard to stop and take a breath. Usually when we're doing that, we're not really breathing. Um, but I think it's important for women to, to do that and, and to have the tools and then to realize like that sometimes the kindest thing for myself would be to have a salad. But other times if I'm with people and I'm having a great time, the kindest thing that I could do is like have a bowl of ice cream or some cheese you know, yeah. so it's really like, you know, kind of what you're saying too, to know that we can think about it at any moment and we can always come back to, okay, what is the greatest thing for me to do right now for myself? Yeah. And just having grace with yourself. No mm-hmm. one's perfect. You're not going to be perfect. It's, that's just the way it is. And yeah. if you constantly are putting perfection on yourself, you're just going to be a disappointment to yourself all the time. So exactly. It's, and I always ask people, I say, what can you do every day that reminds you that everything you want, you already have? Mm-hmm. And so you constantly need to be surrounding, you know, with your tribe or getting yourself in nature, doing something that will just trigger the thankfulness 
uh, that you already have everything that you want. And it may be it's just a tweak here or there, but you really need to accept it and be graceful to yourself and just know that you don't have to be perfect all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We all need to hear that. And yeah. something that I love about you is that you are somebody who's so authentic. You can tell that like when you meet when somebody meets you, it's just like what you see is what you get. And especially after like seeing your house and being around your family and seeing the way that you live and where you live, like I just feel like your life is a direct reflection of what you feel is right for you. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. And I would love if you could talk about that because sometimes that's hard for people to do to really live what is most authentic to them in a society that is telling you what to do all the time. Yeah. And I will say that it has been a journey. Mm -hmm. I've not always been, you know, doing this or, you know, I was, I was a teacher for several years, which I loved, but it just wasn't the right thing for me. I've, I've worked in like a liquor store. I've worked in a dry clean. I mean, I've been all over, but I always found like, even if I wasn't doing the exact like job I wanted or the, you know, constantly in the mix of things that I wanted to do, I still knew my heart. And I think that that's really important for people because I have people come to my house and like, man, all I want to do is live in something like this. And, or I just want to have a job like this, or I want to do this or that. And I really just have to remind them, you know, if you know who you are in your true self, you can, you know, be doing things that feed your passions. Maybe you can't have a job that does exactly what you're passionate about in life, but you can still do that in the evening or, you know, have a garden or do something that feeds that passion, have a blog or, you know, just take pictures of nature or whatever your passion is. And so, but it is, it is a journey and it takes a long time Mm -hmm. to get there and I'm still doing it. I mean, and my My husband, he doesn't have, we have another company that doesn't have to do anything with, you know, permaculture and botanicals, but he, he does that during the day because he knows, okay, this is what's going to help my family the most. And then we do all this in the, you know, when we can, it's like our passion. And so I think just finding what you're passionate about first, because most people don't know, they have no idea like what what they want to do or be, or even if they've been in a job for 20 years and they went to college and got through all of it, but it is just kind of journaling is a really good way to figure out like what your passions are. And once you do, then you can just kind of say, okay, how do I manifest and, and get to this kind of life that I want for myself? And it takes a long time, but it, it can also be really quick too. It just depends yeah. on how you how your manifestation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's a journey, like you said, and it's not always easy, and it's not linear either. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think people see people sometimes, and they're like, they think that it was an overnight success, or they think that it's always right. been that way. But I know my path has been all over the place, and um, that's the yeah. case for many others too. Um, uh, something that I also love about you is that. You're someone who's connected. Uh, I know that you're connected to something greater. You and I have talked about that too. You also are so good at fostering community and bringing especially women together. So I'm wondering if you can talk about those different things and how integral they are to your life in terms of like your authenticity and staying just grounded and connected. Yeah, it's, you know, I grew up, I grew up in the church, um, and but when I got to a kind of a college age, I I really kind of felt like something more like that we were all kind of connected in a way, you know, everything is spiritual, as a wise man once told me, there's everything around you is spiritual. So whether you're outside in nature, whether you're, you know, inside reading, whatever you're doing, you can connect with the divine at any moment. And so I've really tried to practice that, you know, throughout my kind of more adult life is to, you know, realize that everything around us is spiritual because it's all divinely created, I believe. And Mm -hmm. it's all, you know, just there for us to use, to receive, to receive joy, to learn from, you know, and so it, 
it definitely is a day to day practice that I have to constantly do. And I do go in and out of things, you know, as we all do. Mm -hmm. But it is. And I, I found that one thing that was I found was really important in my life was community with women and a tribe of women. And I found that a lot when I was in school. Um, I found a lot of really wonderful friends, but I think friends are really important to have in a community that you trust and love and kind of, you know, connect with. And so that was one of the reasons why we started Rewild Mm -hmm. is um, because it is just a community of women together because women need, they need a support. They need a tribe. They need like a yaya sisterhood, a, you know, soul sister kind of thing. And I just feel like, women don't get that as much, you know, they have their few friends, but they need like a community of support that's constantly there for them. And so it made a big difference in my life. And I'm very grateful for it. But it it definitely is just really important to just have that and be, you know, have those friends that you just really love and care for and have a support group because you know in the end when there's all these things happening in the world you know there's constant negativity we just need someone that we can like go to and just be validated with exactly yeah I you know did you notice this yeah I did well that was really messed up yeah it really was let's talk about it let's like figure it out we all need that validation and just being together really helps um, kind of come through things knowing that you've got a support group there. So exactly. And, you know, somebody, I I feel like a lot of women too um, might think that like, for example, if they have a partner, that -hmm. their partner is everything to them. Um, And I'm like, I have my partner, but he can't fulfill all of my buckets. You know what I mean? Like I need women to speak with and to share my heart with. And like when I'm feeling down or something, not that I can't go to him for that, but I love having different options. And it's just a different feeling to have, like you said, like a deep sisterhood that's like a tribe Mm -hmm. that we can count on that we can go back to. Right. And yes, and I agree with you 100%. You know, each person in your life fulfills a different need. Um, you know, my children fulfill a certain need. My husband is my best friend, but he fulfills certain needs. And then, you know, my women tribe, they, they, you know, help me with a lot of things too. And Mm -hmm. so you just have to surround yourself with people that love you, that support you for who you are, that are not trying to constantly get you to do something that really isn't true to your own self. And, um, it can be hard to find people like that, but it is. It if you put be. out the intention and the prayers and everything, I, you know, usually people will come across it and be really happy that they did find, you know, a sisterhood and it makes them happier in general. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could talk to you forever. Um, I know. <laughs> it's all so fun. Um, I always ask a couple quick fire questions, uh, towards the end of the interviews. And the first one is that I love to read books like to me are the most delicious thing ever just to like sit on the couch and read. So I'm wondering if there's any books that you've been reading lately that have had a big impact on you or if throughout your life, a book has had, you know, an impact that really changed you. Yeah. Um, I love to read. I was such a little reader when I was a child and, um, I've actually been rereading some classics, but Lately, I have been reading some Elizabeth Gilbert. I don't know mm. if you would know who Elizabeth, yes. Eat, Eat, Pray, Love. Yes, She's got yes. a lot of different, I mean, offshoots of different books. And I really kind of just thought she's kind of a womanly, you know, bad to the bone kind of girl. So mm-hmm. I've been reading some of her stuff. And uh, yeah, but we, my daughter and I are reading A Wrinkle in Time right now. Oh just my God, because, I'm reading yeah, that. I just started it. Yeah, we... We wanted to go through the whole series together because mm-hmm. there's two books after. Yes. Um, and so it's a it's a three-part series. And so we're reading that together and just going through that story because we have never – I had never read it. So mm. Yeah, it's a so great yeah. book. Yeah. So we're really excited. Uh, another question I ask is just because I'm so curious about this question for people is if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Oh, for sure. Mexican food. Mm, That's that's a popular answer. Yeah, Yeah. it is just because I live in Texas. And that's like, 
the um, just any kind of Mexican food is around everywhere and I have a love affair with salsa so Mm. (laughs) (laughs) me and salsa love each other and so yeah definitely Mexican food for sure awesome um and the last question is you know I'm somebody who really loves like talking to all different sorts of people of all ages and getting wisdom that they've learned in their life uh and that's had a really big impact on me like as I go through and live So is there a piece of advice that somebody has given you that's had like a really, really big impact? Yeah, you know, I think my main mantra that I go through life every day, and I even have it on my wall is be the change you want to see in the world Mm -hmm. by Gandhi. And Mm -hmm. I, I constantly will repeat and say that because even though, you know, the world not might not be the way I want it, or Maybe I don't know any better, but I just want to be able to be the person for the change that I would want to see in the world. So I try to tell people that. And it, sometimes it can be really profound in people's lives, but I know it was profound in mine. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're such, like I said, you're such a good facilitator of what I would suppose are all the things that you want in your own life um, around the people around you. Thank you. And I really enjoyed talking to you today. Oh, my God, me too. So I would love if you could talk to us about your women's retreat for anybody that might want to come, your new company, Rewild, uh, and also let us know where we can find you and your skincare company online. Yeah, so me and a friend, uh, my other, my soul sister, one of my soul sisters, Brandy, have started a company called Rewild. It's R-E-W-Y-L-D. Dot com And we're hosting women's retreats. Uh, the next one is in October, October 19th through 21st. And we just opened registration for it last week. And we're going to have health and wellness speakers. We're going to have a yoga teacher. It's in a beautiful location out in the hill country of Texas. And we're just going to have some amazing food and we're going to have a journal writing thing. I mean, there's just so many things, a mala workshop, making our own malas and just kind of every, every woman I think needs a break and a retreat. And Mm -hmm. so this will, from the moment you step in to the moment you leave, you'll be completely taken care of a hundred percent. And so we're going to be doing that. And a lot of what rewild is, is basically what we were talking about earlier. It's just a tribe of women and a community and you can find us on Instagram at Rewild Women, uh, W-Y-L-D. Mm-hmm. We'll put everything uh, in the show notes so yeah. people can find it. Yeah. And then um, you can find me and my products at LifeRootBotanicals.com. And I would love to give a coupon code to all your listeners so they could oh, get amazing. on if they wanted to. Okay, yeah. yes. And um, so, yeah, I would love for anybody to check me out. And thank you so much for having me. It's just been really fun to talk to you. And oh my gosh. I know that everybody else can't see your face, but I've enjoyed seeing your face. Too. Oh, my God, me too. <laughs> I've loved seeing your face. It's been so long. And it was my absolute pleasure to have you. I just really love your mission. And everybody make sure to reach out to Amy to check out her products, to check out her women's retreat. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.